your turn to... Oh, is it for me? Consider yourself fired. Why are you winking at me? Consider yourself fired. Hello, and welcome to the JT and Drew Show. I'm JT. And I'm Drew. And we're two nobodies talking about nothing. Nothing. Consider yourself fired. Hey, man, it's good seeing you. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing, uh... I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Yeah, not too shabby. You know, just making it work every day. Yeah, I can't say I uh, don't enjoy seeing that. Wait, watching that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how to word that. I don't either. Yeah, that's awkward. Words are hard sometimes. Well, you know, especially when it's English as your third language. Oh, Englishy. Emotional damage. Yeah, that those are probably the two words that sum up uh, 2021, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a uh, there was a little video that I saw on a certain platform. I won't talk about. Uh, well, I won't mention the name, but it rhymes with uh, Rick Rock. Um, oh. uh, saying, you know, what is your what has your work provided you in 2021? The answer was emotional damage. Which is yeah, not wrong. That's about right. That's about right. Yeah. So I uh, was studying earlier and uh, covering the different generations that are in the workforce right now. Yeah. Baby boomers, Gen X, Y, Z, and uh, learning or relearning, rereading, I don't know, whatever, however you want to go about it. But Gen Z is the most... Um, what, what, the most, um, crap, how do you say it? Where they're the most likely to be depressed and anxious. Okay. Yep. Why? Some Did it give a reason why? Well, some of it was attributed to uh, growing up through the early 2000s and seeing like... Eh, I don't want to put the two on an even playing field because they're not, but saying that they grew up through uh, the depression, if you will, of uh, 2008, uh, where the economy tanked and all this crap, and you know them seeing that and living through that uh, makes them now, today, they are more uh, money-aware, conscious, uh, they're more likely to save up and not go so radical as like maybe us uh, Gen Wires would be. And so I got that question wrong on the knowledge check. I was like, oh, people saving money and this and that. And they're a little bit more, you know, aware of their surroundings, if you will, or, or their future. Yeah, this is going to be either like Gen X or Gen Y. No, it was Gen Z. I, I didn't take them for that. I took them for more as a, um, hey, let's just go for it, and then we'll cry about it when it doesn't go our way, which I guess is where the anxious and depression comes in. Well, you think about it. The generation before you is always going to have a problem with your generation, and then we're going to have a problem yeah. with the next <laughs> generation. Yeah, did mention that. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess... I. I was I was brought up by baby boomers. Like my parents are baby boomers. Mm-hmm. So 
it was it was a lot of character building um not a lot of like oh you feel bad let me give you a hug you know kind of and i'm fine everything's fine <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> but no, i mean it's it is what it is i mean i i still get emotional every now and then. i think i'm more like my mom where i'm just kind of like you know if uh, like if uh I'm trying to tell somebody something and they don't understand and I've already explained it I don't know 15,000 times or I just to the point where I'm just like you know what you're just a bloop idiot you know meh, 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 meh. you know I I do get emotional that way or if I say no and whatever the subject I had already said no to continues and it's I've already said my answer. This is my what part of no do you not understand the end of the So Right. You know, that I, I grew up with that. And my mom used to tell me that all the time. No. Why? What part of no do you not understand the end of the yo? Yep. I've, so. I've heard that a few times. Or I've heard, uh, you know, why? And uh, because I said so. Yeah. And uh, if another why followed that, I was introduced to the physical form of because I said so. <laughs> there was a after that. Yep, yep. A lot louder and luckily, a lot more painful. Luckily for me, I was a quick learner and a people pleaser, so I, I didn't really get too many whoopings or spankings or whatever. Yeah. My brother, on the other hand, was more of a hey man I beat to the uh, I beat I I go to the beat of my own drum mm-hmm. and you know pain is temporary I'll take a butt whooping I don't care yeah and then I'll cry about it and then as soon as that door shuts and they walk out all right I'm done crying whatever <laughs> <laughs> I've had them my parents take a couple double takes before where you know he's crying he's crying they walk out and he stops a little too early and they turn around like oh oh yeah you were just playing okay. oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I've I've seen a trend. And and being the youngest in the family, uh, just like your your brother, uh, mm-hmm. I've noticed that the older kids are the quick learners. You know, they're like, oh, okay, well, I'm I'm gonna be the people pleaser. I'm not gonna get mom and dad mad or mom right. mad or you know, uh, where did dad go? He's been gone for eight years trying to grab milk or you know whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've noticed that the oldest. And it's not everywhere, but, you know, the good majority, at least in our generation, it's the oldest that were, I'm not going to get in trouble, I don't want to get yelled at, kind of stuff. And it's the next, the the, the second sibling, because it doesn't, doesn't go to the third or the fourth, it's always the second one, where it's like, hmm, what buttons can I push now? And mm-hmm. my mom always told me, payback is hell, right? And... My oldest is kind of like the people pleaser in a sense. Uh, but my second child is a hellraiser. And my mom, ever since I've had her, has been, well, you know, payback sale. And I just, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but I don't remember being this bad. And then I think back to, yeah, but I wasn't 
I wasn't stuck inside with paranoid parents all the time. Like, I'm paranoid. I'm so worried that the moment my kids step foot off my property or off the whatever house we were living at, that there was going to be the guy with the van that said free candy on it, and my kids were going to go, Do you have Snickers? <laughs> such a distinguished gentleman in his vehicle. Well, I mean, it's a truck now, but uh, I, I guess. I've got to re- re-put the words on it. <laughs> but No, I, I know what you mean. <clears throat> and, you know, I think like you were saying earlier, with every generation having the same thoughts, you know, I, I think our parents probably thought similarly with us. However, I think it gets worse with time, right? Because technology, because of the population. I mean, we were, when we grew up, we were outside playing in the streets, you know, getting dirty, ripping holes in our pants. And and I remember my parents just telling me basically, uh, I mean, I had the whole neighborhood. It was like, just don't cross this busy intersection. Yep. Or, you know, if I wanted to cross that busy intersection, like if there was a friend that lived on the other side or what have you, we would coordinate that ahead of time. Or my parents would drop me off or, the, you know, they would know that we would have the understanding, okay, I have permission to go and do this. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, I had the whole neighborhood and the backwoods and everything. Yeah. Just and be home by dinner time. Exactly. Yeah. Be home before the lights came on or because yep. uh, that was usually our dinner time. Or once you got there, you... You had to call and say, "Hey, I'm here," yeah. Because we did, obviously we didn't have cell phones. Although one really cool thing is my dad had a car phone, and Ooh. yeah, and he had that thing up until so. You remember Southwestern Bell? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> you remember Singular? Yep. And you remember how AT and T took over Singular? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my dad got that phone when Southwestern Bell was the <laughs> was the phone company for the Metroplex and he didn't turn it back in until a few years after AT&T had taken over Singular. Oh wow. He, so he turned that did, thing Did they even take it back in? Yeah, they took it, but the, the kid behind the counter was like the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> is this from Vietnam? <laughs> like uh, one of those field radios? I don't know, it's a big box. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, green. It was green, and yep. you had to pop the antenna up. But it, uh, my dad explained it to me one time where it was like, yeah, it hooks up to like your you poop, you plug it into the cigarette lighter, and it and it goes off the antenna on your car. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Then why does it have its own antenna? But mm. you know, I didn't question too many things. I was also the kid that um, when my dad was in the dry cleaners we had an old pickup truck that had a uh, pull handle brake instead of uh it would you know so anyways i would unlatch it real quick and <laughs> let the truck roll down and then pop it up real quick so so by the time my dad was out of the dry cleaners the truck was like halfway out of the parking lot or out of the parking <laughs> spot like into into traffic you know and he would be like did you touch the truck and i was like i don't know I'm just try to roll it back man <laughs> touch the truck no i've just been sitting here the whole time yeah so <laughs> i remember when i first started driving uh i guess it was about well 14 ish is when they were letting me learn and whatnot yeah 15 got my permit but i was driving my mom's uh like 1990 whatever Nissan Sentra. Mm, 
Okay. And I mean, it was just a box on wheels. Yeah. And it it had the electric seatbelt. If you remember that, when you, yeah, you opened sh- the door, the seatbelt would go down, and then yes. when you sat down and shut the door, it would come back up. And that was fancy. Yeah. That yeah, was I thought fancy. that was so cool. <laughs> yeah. And then I got to drive my mom's Buick, which was her mom's Buick. For a while, and uh, the struts had gone out on that, oh. and and I'm driving around in Irving, and if you know anything about Irving, it, there's there's not a straight road on it. it everything is no. bouncy and pothole, and I mean, dude, yeah, you would think that car had like uh, what do you call it? Hydraulics. <laughs> it was just you're just bouncing the whole way down Beltline, and it was a good oh time. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, those were the days. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyways, what what uh, you had mentioned earlier that there's some uh, hot topics that you wanted to touch I, up on. I did, but before I get into that, um, yeah. real quick, because you know, a couple episodes back we were talking about radios, right? Yes. And I wanted to let you know that we did a range test today. I was leaving a store, and I have a I have a new mobile in my truck. Right, so I oh yeah yeah I took out the CB antenna and I mean the radio is still there. So if I want to use it, I guess I could. If I put the antenna back, but I probably won't. But with our GMRS, so I have a GMRS, um, B Tech fifty watt radio, mm-hmm. and we did a range test. And from my house, because you know where my house is, at um. 707. Okay. Loud and clear. Really? Yeah. Yeah, even past the mountain, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So I wanted that I wanted to get that on there and make it official, but yeah, we range tested at least from there. Uh yeah. I didn't try any further back, but it was uh onto the uh handy on on yeah, so I left the handy here. Um <clears throat> however, the the person I was talking to didn't know how to work it, so she would text me back. <laughs> she yeah. like, I don't know how to work this thing. All right, well, I'm going to ask a question and just respond back to me. But she thought it was pretty nifty that that far away was uh, she could pick me up. Yeah, I mean, that's just about in town. Yeah, yeah, just about. Just right on and, the uh Yeah, man, that's awesome. So... Wanted to let you know that. Um, but anyways, um, on to today's topic. I actually um, let the interns uh, come up with a few topics, uh, Ooh, subjects. Exciting. Yeah, man. So, and I'm going to, uh, they wrote down five, um, but I'm only going to do the two that I think... Um, is interesting, and we can just pick one from there. So, yeah, sure. um, one of the subjects the interns came up with was uh, micro crops. Micro crops. Yeah, micro crops. Or animal abuse. And they thought that, you know, well, all five of them they thought were pretty cool, but they thought those would be pretty interesting to hear on the podcast. Uh, yeah, oh, for, definitely. For our uh, uh, opinions, research, and stuff. 
Well, I'll, I'll tell you straight up, I don't know anything about micro crops. Well, then we will skip that one. And I had a feeling that um, we were going to have to do this. I should have texted you the list earlier, but uh, I wanted to surprise you. No, yeah, no worries. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm I'm trying to run through my memory now to figure <laughs> out do I know what these are? But uh, no. So, um, just a quick overcap. I mean, we don't have to get into it, but like. Um, micro crops could be something that you grow indoors or you could do outdoors. Excuse me. You can do, um, I mean, is it, is it just literally what the word is? Micro yeah, crops, micro like, crops. It's, uh, what's that plant okay. that those, um, uh, people used to put in and like blend it up, uh, like oregano or not oregano. It was like a smoothie. And you say, Oh, let me put this, some sort of grass in this. Thing. Oh, you know what I'm talking know. about. It was like yeah. a, it was like a fab for a little bit. Yeah, that's micro crops. Wheat, wheatgrass or yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, kale or okay, whatever. So those are micro crops, and um, uh, lemongrass is uh, on that list of things that you can micro crop. So okay, if if you like interesting, um, yeah, if you like uh, lemonade. And you want a high volume of uh, vitamin C, you can do um, lemongrass. So are you planning on micro-cropping here in the spring? or We are, yes. We're going to hit it again. Um, okay. Still trying to earn my green thumbs, um, which I don't have any. But uh, we're still trying to get them. Cool. And uh, we're gonna, we've got a couple of pallets here at the house. We're going to break them down and... Uh, make raised beds out of them so hopefully that hey that's cool yeah i've so. got a pallet here if you need it so oh i yeah, <clears throat> appreciate it probably probably we're gonna we're gonna see how yeah. the two work and if it works out then we'll i'll hit you up but uh yeah yeah we're gonna do a couple of those and we're gonna do <clears throat> i personally would like to do uh onions not just me but i like onions so yeah i remember growing up uh <clears throat> one of the houses we had there were onions uh, green onions that were growing there. Yeah. Yeah. And we would throw them in our fire pit and it smelled like barbecue was cooking, man. It was delicious. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> green onions are really good. I like growing green onions because you, you can buy them from the store, cut it off just before the white part, put the mm. root and everything in like some water, watch them spout up again and then throw that crap in the dirt and they grow. Mm. I grew we some. We grew. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I grew some. I grew that, and I grew some um, garlic cloves. Ooh, yeah, garlic is good too. <clears throat> and i I didn't, I didn't eat. I never, I never um, um, picked them when they were done. I just let uh, them. I just let them go, and um, that helps with. So they say that helps with uh, bugs in your house. So if you like grow them on the you know, ever so often around around your house, you mm. won't have as bad as a bug problem. Uh, yeah, I need to uh, I need to look into that. Yeah, just as we approach springtime, summertime. Yep, bugs coming out. <clears throat> yep. So that's yeah, a, it's it's a topic maybe for another day, but um, it's yeah. it's one that yeah. our listeners can kind of get into, and there's a lot of 
vitamins and minerals in micro crops that you know if you want to take like an alternative living thing or you're trying to be healthier you can do that uh i think sprouts i think that's the word i'm not 100 percent. don't quote me on we it but grew chia was basil oh we yeah basil last year herbs are Just really our, good our flower garden and uh I mean, that thing took off like crazy. And yes. just, oh, hey, I'm going to make a fresh salad or I'm going to cook whatever and just go rip off a couple leaves. And yeah, and it, it, it was delicious. Yeah. <clears throat> Any fresh herb. I'd like to, personally, I'd like to grow rosemary. I have never mm-hmm. had, uh, I've never had luck growing rosemary. And when I talked to my grandmother, she was like, are you kidding me? That's like the easiest thing to keep alive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I seem to kill them. I don't know. So, but I did learn recently that uh, you cannot put them in a pot for very long, and I think that's what I was doing wrong. I never actually oh. planted it in the ground. I always kept them in pots. Okay. So they were dehydrating a lot quicker. Well, what'd you do that for? Well, you know, because I'm a salsa. You know. <laughs> yeah, you are. So, uh, but we can move on if you are comfortable with uh, animal abuse. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's not really research and all this. We kind of just want to hear your thoughts on it because um, we do know uh, a couple of episodes back. I don't know if it ever made it on um, that you wanted to be a uh, animal cop. Back in the day? Yeah, man. When I was uh, growing up, you know, I wanted to be a, a doctor, veterinarian, uh, barber, uh, I don't know, all the things, pilot. Yeah. Um, but but your animal cop was one of them. Yeah. And your love for animals have never stopped. And it's, no, it hasn't yeah. for, for us either over here. But, you know, just yeah. what... What are your reactions? What are your thoughts on seeing an animal? Obviously, the answer is going to, we know the answer is going to be, I don't know, I don't like it. But what are your, how are your feelings on when you see stuff like that? And I'll let you take it. Well, that's a, it's a good question. Um, I'm not sure at what temperature degree blood boils but mine definitely boils at that point <laughs> yeah, no kidding <laughs> um you know i i think a lot of things in nature happen for a reason you know there's a food chain and this animal eats that animal and you know there's survival in there and all this stuff where i get upset is when animal cruelty is happening you know you have a domesticated animal for example a pet and the pet is helpless. And somebody is going above and beyond to be mean or cruel or abusive or anything like that. You know, uh, a couple of years back, <clears throat> one of the houses, catty corner to mine, uh, would tie their animals up outside. They had a little dog and a big dog, and the one would be chained up to a tree. Yep. And maybe okay. have like a foot or two of of leash to walk around, which is nothing. Nope. And the little one was tied to a trampoline. 
and about the same, maybe a foot or two of room to move around. And they would get food every now and then, you know, you'd see a food bowl out there if they didn't knock it over or water or what have you. But at this time, it was winter. And we had a pretty cold winter last year. Uh, they were outside, or not last year, I'm sorry, this was a couple years ago. They were outside, um, and it would be 30-something degrees, 20-something degrees. And it's not like, well, I'll let my dogs out to go to the bathroom. It's like, they're out all day, all night, overnight, the next day. The, the big dog used to bark a lot, and then it got to the point where I just ran out of energy, man. It wouldn't bark anymore when it saw us. It wouldn't nothing. It was just curled up in a ball shivering. Jesus. And, uh, yeah, that, that made me very, very mad because they're helpless. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're just out in the yard. Somebody dumped them and, hey, they can run to somewhere warmer or try to find help or something. It, they're They're stuck. Yeah. You know, how would you like it if that were you, you know? I mean, it... It wouldn't be any fun. <clears throat> you got to pee, poop, and eat in the same area and sleep and try not to roll in it and all this other stuff. And I don't know. Uh, definitely do not like it. And I pulled up um, for here in Texas, Texas animal cruelty law. Uh, animal cruelty is a felony in Texas and punishable for up to 10 years in prison with a fine of up to $10,000. Uh, so what I had done, because there's always, usually, always something you can do. Um, and again, you kind of have to look up the laws because there's a lot of red tape involved as well. Yes. And like, I wanted to, who do I call? Do I call the SPCA? Do I call the cops? What do I do? But I had to wait till there was an actual crime being committed, right? You can't Uh just preemptively call them because I don't like what I'm seeing. Right. I mean, if it's not breaking the law, then they're not going to do anything about it. So it sucked. You know, the animals obviously weren't happy and they were suffering, but I had to wait till it dropped to a certain temperature before it was considered cruelty. Um, and I took pictures. I uh, went to the SPCA website. There was a link that you could submit your complaint. I submitted my complaint, attached the pictures, all the information that I had, and uh, within a couple days, the animals were removed. <clears throat> That's so I'm good. Not sure if, yeah, yeah, I was excited. I'm not sure if they went to the pound or rehomed or I, I don't know, but they definitely weren't tied up to a tree and a trampoline anymore. <clears throat> That's terrible. Yeah, you see these um, commercials with um, that lady. God, that, yeah, which, which Sarah like, McLaughlin. Yes, that you know tear at your heartstrings, but. I mean, come on, like, why would you treat your animals that way? If you if you truly like the animal, you get the animal because you like it, and then they don't turn out the way that you want them to, you just leave them outside, and you're like, oh, yeah, I have a dog, and blah, 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 or I have mm-hmm. a cat, or I have a whatever it, it may be. Now, <clears throat> you did... Uh, you went the SPCA route uh, for the listeners here, at least in Texas. Is it possible for them to contact local law enforcement, not 911, but like the non-emergency line? Yeah, yeah, they can contact the non-emergency line. Uh, and I think it, it 
references that as well on the SPCA website. <clears throat> so yeah, the, the route that I did, I, I submitted my complaint online via email uh, and all that kind of stuff. But they do uh, give you the phone number that you can call for your local authorities. Did you do it anonymously or did you put your name in? At that point, did you um, care? I mean, I, I don't think I really cared. Uh, I don't recall if I put in all my own information, but I know it was through my own email address. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what was told to the neighbors, um, you know, if, if anything, or if they just, the county came and picked the animals up or what. I, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, some breaking news on that as well. Oh, um, the Texas just passed uh, today, yesterday, today, tomorrow, one of these days, that it is illegal to chain your dog up. So under the new law, you can no longer chain your dog with weighted chains, and any tie outside must be a minimum of 10 feet long. Dog owners in southeast Texas said this is a new needed uh, law. So along with the 10-foot tie... There also has to be adequate shelter that can shield your animal from harsh weather. So that could be, you know, in the in the heat, they need shade. Or in the cold, they need a shelter, which I, I would have to double-check the laws, but I still think if the weather um, is under certain conditions, you still cannot leave them outside, even with a shelter. Oh, okay. But yeah, so I would I would recommend folks to, you know, go and brush up on the laws if they have pets. And, you know, I know I worked with a girl who she never had a dog before, had her first dog, and, you know, she didn't want the dog inside all day while she was at work, so she'd tie him up in the backyard. Um, turns out she came home one day, the dog was dead, heat stroke. Oh, no. This was in the middle of Texas summer, man. Well, yeah. Yeah, they get hot. And she had water out there, but, you know, apparently there were, like, scratch marks on the tree and on the ground. Like, the dog was trying to get away, it seemed like, um, but just couldn't. And it wasn't a, a large dog or anything, but, um, you know, stuff people don't think about. They just think, oh, well, you know, I don't want the thing tearing my house up, so I'll leave it outside. Yeah. I mean, if you wouldn't leave your kid outside all day or yourself outside for eight, 12 hours, whatever your shift is, you probably shouldn't do it to your animal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember growing up, we had a dog that, um, yeah, I, I want to say for like a year, maybe, we chained him up mm-hmm. to the to the tree in the backyard. It was just, but that was while we were gone. Obviously, he, he was a big shaded tree. Uh, mm-hmm. Always had food and water out there for him, all that great fun stuff. Um, but after we realized, or my dad realized that, uh, he wasn't going to tear up the house no more. He wasn't going to do, we just left your man inside all day. And yeah. you know, as, as dogs get older, they'll, they'll understand your routine and they'll, they're, they're not, they're not going to be there to completely destroy your stuff. Um, like I have two dogs right now and the breed that they are, I can't leave them out roaming. Because I have a lot of torn up <laughs> window shades to, to prove right. that and missing <laughs> window shades. But so they stay in the kennel. But the moment someone's here at the house, they're out, you know, and right. they're, they're let well, out. And they're still, they're in the kennel, but they're inside too. 
Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, so it's cool when it's hot out or it's warm when it's cold out. And, yeah, you know, I have, I have uh, little dogs and we do the same thing. You know, and it's not that they're going to go and tear the house up. It's more like, well, you know, we don't want them to pee or poop while we're gone. Yeah. On the on the floor or what have you. And typically they're not going to pee or poop where they're sleeping or, or laying down. They'll hold it. So we'll put them in their crates. Yeah. And I mean, we don't put them in the crate and leave them for a day or anything. You know, God, like you no. said, it's while we're gone. And then when we come home, they're out. And yep. they go outside. They do whatever they got to do. And nothing wrong with that. No. Nothing wrong with that at all. No. And so. you got to pay attention to your animals too. You know, I, I have a, one of them's a, a Boston Terrier, a snub nose, and they are more prone to overheating. Yep. You know, they sure are. And a lot quicker than the other, uh, other dogs as well. So she in particular can't stay outside as, as long as the other ones before she's already panting and, you know, slobbering and all this other stuff. <laughs> but she'll let you <laughs> and know. She, and she goes on attack mode anyway. So mm. to, with the, uh, fence with the neighbor dog <laughs> that is true yes she sure does yeah <laughs> so she's got a napoleon complex that's for sure oh, but yeah man. man uh i i definitely um i definitely think people should if you're gonna have a dog or a cat or a gerbil whatever your pet is you know you you have to realize it's a it's a big responsibility it's not a it's not like I see those memes around Christmas time, you know, a puppy isn't just a gift. It's a 15 year commitment or responsibility or whatever. And and it's not wrong. You know, it takes a lot and you got to feed them. You got to keep them vaccinated or healthy or whatever, you know, it's yeah. not just something, yeah, I went and bought it and, you know, I don't take care of it now. Right. Well, then yeah. you shouldn't have bought it. Yeah, exactly. Or you, you shouldn't have obtained it in the Walmart parking lot. Or <laughs> right. Because <laughs> <clears throat> they're there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, they are. So, yeah. But, all right, man. Well, hey, good talking to you. Um, yeah, I know yeah, it was great. short. I know it was short, uh, but uh, really good to see you. Yeah, yeah, it was great seeing you, too. Thanks for the... Uh, the mac and cheese yeah yeah man anytime that's what to do so yeah all right yeah we'll we'll get out of here and uh everybody have a great day peace wait 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 hang on man let me let me ask you a question do you remember when we talked to grandma last the one where quote-unquote uncle bob was there oh yes oh my gosh i was trying to forget that <laughs> dang dude and i had to i had to bring it back reminder you're, you're welcome i'm sorry i'm scarring you but i yeah. had to bring this back because i did emotional some damage emotion <laughs> um i did some digging and okay i have found i have found out a little bit about reporter bob let me play this for you no okay way. yeah 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 okay okay let me play this for you Hello and welcome to Zamzap Boom, KB Bo Boo News, with cameraman Steve and your almost award-winning reporter in the field, Reporter Bob. Let's go ahead and check in with Reporter Bob in the field right now. Well, what do you have for us, Bob? This is uh, Reporter Bob coming from to you recorded with uh, breaking news. 
In late August, there were a flock of zebras that seemed to have fled an upper Marlboro farmstead in Maryland. This flock of duos used to be a gaggle of trios, but one got caught in a legal snare trap on the neighboring property and died soon after. <laughs> Must have had a bad poker hand. So stay close to the news as we will be bringing you updates to this. This is uh, Reporter Bob from uh, Zam Zap Boom, uh, KB Bobo News. All right, Steve, that seems to be everything. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Steve. Steve. Oh, no. Is that the salsa? Oh, my God. Okay. I'm telling you that's Reporter Bob. Oh, man, you can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. I, I mean, almost award-winning, like, uh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Coming coming from to you, that's what he said to us on the phone yeah. at Grandma's house. What the heck, man? I don't know. Hey, man, I think I'm going to, like, go to her house and just kind of leave, like, a little recorder there and just kind of see if I can make sure this guy is kind of treating her right or whatnot. Oh, here's a better idea. You should go over there whenever he's there. You know, introduce yourself, meet him, all that stuff. Yeah. Sit next to him and then let one go and then look at him and be like, Reporter Bob, gross. And let Grandma taste that a little bit and she'll kick him out. B-E-A-utiful. As long as we track him. As always, we'd like to say thank you for stopping by and listening to the podcast. Yeah, we realized that uh, you could have been doing anything... Uh, way more productive, but you chose to waste your time with us. We look forward to talking about absolutely nothing with you next time. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, please email us at jtandrewshow at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash jtdrewshow.